It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for November the 30th. This is calorie-free basketball and football indulgence for you. And let's face it, after all that pumpkin pie and extra helpings of stuffing or dressing, whichever you prefer... You probably need a little uh, guilt-free indulgence here. So that's what we're going to bring you. We've got two of our very favorite basketball guests joining us in a couple of minutes here today. We're going to talk with Quincy Notre Dame boys head basketball coach Kevin Meyer. I know it was a rough start last night, and it's been a really interesting Let's just say it, short preseason for his squad, but I do think the Raiders have some very interesting long-term prospects. We'll get into that with Kevin Meyer. Also, huge game for them tonight with Monroe City, which is kind of really uh, a fun matchup at the Gully Tip-Off uh, Tournament. So we'll do that. We'll talk about that. We're also going to talk some basketball with Liberty Boys head basketball coach Greg Altmix, who's got himself one heck of a team, has kind of taken the the bullet kind of bit the bullet, I should say, the last couple of years playing young talent. And it's really starting to pay off for the Eagles. They'll be playing in the third-place game today of the Saki Turkey Tournament against a really good route squad. That tournament has been phenomenal all week long. Really nice balance over in Pittsfield, so we'll talk about that as well. All right, let us set the chessboard for the rest of the day by looking back at last night's action. We'll start off at... 10th and Jackson. We'll talk about Quincy Notre Dame making their debut last night in the gully tip-off. They took on a really good McClure squad. Again, a basketball team that had just three days of practice, at least as a full squad, with the return of the football guys last week after the loss in the state semifinals. Quincy Notre Dame loses to McClure 62-31. to Again, the Raiders will face Monroe City tonight at about 7 o'clock. I'll probably be a little later than that. Hall of Fame night at 10th and Jackson, which is always a fun affair, but kind of pushes the margins a little bit on start time. So we've got that working as well. Across town at Blue Devil Gym, Quincy High School improves to 2-0 with a big-time beatdown of Waukegan, 65-36. The Blue Devils really threw the thing into afterburners in the second quarter and third quarter last night and just kind of blew the doors off Waukegan, which was really a nice improvement on their performance opening night against Lutheran North. They'll have a chance to win the title outright tonight against Chicago Leo if they can pull that off. Really only one scorer in double figures for the Blue Devils last night. That was Jeremiah Tolton, who hit a couple of big threes to open up the third quarter, really got into a nice groove, had 23 points and 12 rebounds as the Blue, as the Blue Devils improved to 2-0 and on the season. Also earlier in the night at the Thanksgiving tournament, the 49th annual, it was Chicago Leo getting upset by Lutheran North last night, 61-60. to So again, the Blue Devils have a chance to win this thing outright tonight. At the Crimson Classic in Jacksonville, tough go for Macomb, who falls to 0-2 on the season as they lose to Chatham-Glenwood, 50-36. to Interesting game in the second game of the night. Edwardsville, really good team, is nearly upset by Jacksonville a couple of different times. Triple overtime thriller, 50-47 to is the final as Edwardsville finally ekes by the Crimsons, 50-47 to again, your final there. At the Saki Turkey Tournament, Payson Seymour continues its red-hot start with a beatdown of Illini West last night, 57-23. to Cole Schwartz leading the way in that one with 21 points by virtue of their victory. The Indians earn a spot in the championship game tonight at 7 o'clock where their opponent will be Lovejoy. 
Also, Jacksonville route with a win over Camp Point, over Camp Point Central, 61-41. to uh, Corey Ronan and Adam Lindsay, both with 19 points apiece in that one for the victorious Rockets. Liberty, and again, as I mentioned, we're going to hear from Greg Altmix in just a bit. His team with a really impressive victory over Western, 64-35. to The Eagles played almost everybody on the roster. Landon Obert would lead the way in a very balanced attack with 16 points in that one. And as I mentioned, Lovejoy into the championship game. They, like Payson Seymour, have gone undefeated this week, although it took a buzzer beater literally at the buzzer, literally at the buzzer against Jacksonville route to get there. But Lovejoy is into the championship game by virtue yesterday of a 60-34 to win over Pittsfield. At the Spartan tip-off in Bushnell, it was West Prairie falling to West Hancock 49-32. to West Hancock now 2-0 and in that tournament. They've got a chance to win it outright tonight if they can beat Bushnell, the, uh, the host team, at 7-30. West Hancock got 29 points in a 49-32 to win from Drake Hamill, the returning All-Stater, looking every bit of that in the early season as he's had two games, one at 32, I believe he had the first night, and now a 29-point effort as well, so he's off to a roaring start. At the Spartan tip-off as well, in the late game last night, it was Bushnell Prairie City with the win 53-46. to The Beardstown Tournament, Southeastern, finds its way into the title game, which will be played today, I believe, at 2.30. Southeastern beats Triopia 37-34. And again, that's a really nice start to the season for the Suns, who have kind of one of the better freshmen in our area. So looking forward to seeing that game in person today as they take on a West Central team that maybe as good as anybody in the state right now in small school Illinois basketball. Also at the Rushville tournament in the nightcap, it was Rushville Industry beating Grigsville Perry 65-61. to That wraps up all the boys' scores on the girls' side of the legend yesterday. Quincy Notre Dame improved to 2-0 and on the season by taking out a really good Missouri powerhouse and making it look easy. 50-24 to over Community R6. Blair F. Tink, the freshman, 12 points and 5 steals. And yes, it continues to be just a wonderful showing as Abby Shrek, the other wonderful freshman for Q&D, had 13 points to lead the way in scoring for the second straight game for the Lady Raiders. Quincy Notre Dame playing tonight at 5 o'clock, thereabouts, in their next contest in the goalie tip-off as well. At the Brimfield Tournament, Illini West loses to the host squad 45-27, to which means IW will be playing for third place today in that event. Carly Artman, the only scorer in double figures yesterday for the Chargers, she had 13 points there. The Lady Hornet Invitational, a big comeback last night for the Unity Lady Mustangs as they take down Liberty 48-41. to Addie Eager, 28 points, 9 rebounds in the comeback win for the Lady Mustangs. Also, it was Rushville Industry felled by Peoria Christian, 28-17. to Big win yesterday for Pittsfield, which takes down West Hancock, 48-36. to And by virtue of that, Jeff Shireman's team is on to the championship game of the Lady Hornet Invitational, where they will square off tonight against a really good Jacksonville route squad in that championship affair. Also, it was Beardstown falling to Western, 36-33 to was your final. One men's college basketball score to report. John Wood finally finds a way to win a close game last night, which has been a bugaboo for Brad Hoyt's crew. They beat Lakeland 91-89. to Chandler Bevins leading the way in that one with 19 points and 7 rebounds. Alright, when we come back, we're going to break down all things Quincy Notre Dame Raider basketball with Kevin Meyer straight ahead. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. 
It is always a special treat to get to talk some basketball with Quincy Notre Dame head coach Kevin Meyer. And I know last night might not have been his favorite night in which to postscript do that. But we have a really good feeling that this Quincy Notre Dame basketball team has a chance to be something fun when it's all said and done. And first of all, Kevin, I know it has been an incredibly short preseason, just three practices for your team because of the long football season and because of some injury issues with some key players. But keeping things into perspective for your kids, and I'm not making excuses for anything, you had to know that this was going to be a process early. Oh, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me on this morning, Chris. Um, and congratulations again on uh, a wonderful grandson. So, oh, thank uh, you, my friend. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we knew. I mean, we knew going into, into the season, you know, in June, um, things were going to be a process. We, you know, we graduated 85% of our scoring. We graduated seven seniors that, that played a ton of minutes. And, you know, we had one guy returning as a starter and one guy coming off the bench that, that saw some significant minutes. So we knew there, there, the great thing I think we just keep approaching with this is there's opportunities. There's a, everybody has a chance to go out there and fight for minutes, has a chance to, to make an impact. So, um, you know, congratulations to the football team and, and the success that they had. Uh, I, and I, I told Jack this. I told the, the, our guys I would trade that if there was a chance for them to, to have been playing in that championship game last night. Um, we would have traded it in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, that's a special, special thing for them. But it didn't happen, so we had to kind of fast forward really, really quick into those three practices to try and get prepared for, for McClure. And, you know, that was a really, really good team we played last night. And, and they, they exposed some things. I think there's a lot of things that we can watch on film and, and learn from. And I think the last thing that we told the guys before we left last night is, you know, that's not our finished product. That's that's not the team that's going to play in February. So, you know, just keep trusting the process and, and, and hopefully keep trusting each other as far as teammates go. Kevin, what's that process like, though, when you know you're on such a short clock and you get your football guys back? I mean, I can't imagine there was a whole lot of wasted time or motion in those three practices that you did have. I don't think so. And we try to be, we try to be sensitive to the guys with their, with their legs and also, you know, bumps and bruises. But we talked to them, said, listen, you know, we, we do have a game in three days. If you're, if you're expecting to play, then I need you at practice. It might not be, you know, the, the true, what I would say, a, a Raider practice, but we, you know, we had to put in offensive sets. We had to talk about the, you know, the stuff that we've been changing a little bit. Um, the thing I'm, I think I'm most proud of is, you know, every single one of them. Yep, I'll be there. Uh, we, they just walked off the field, had that conversation with them on Sunday evening, and and it was hard to keep guys out. And, and you've seen these guys on the football field as well. So when you when you take Grant Hire and and Jack Marth off the court and say, you know, have a sub, sit back and watch, and you know, two seconds later I'm talking to another guy about a, a situation, and there they go back in. Um, you know, they're they're so competitive. That's going to make us better down the road. It just we did try to throw a lot in, uh, you know, in those first three practices, and we had a mindset. We had we had 13 other guys, or 13 guys total in that we you know we were preparing to play for Monroe City because the guys were playing in the championship game. And that all changed, and, and so Monday was a completely different practice than it was November 11th. So uh, it's it's been an interesting process for from a coaching staff standpoint as well. Uh, you talked about roster construction, and I know that's the thing that you love is kind of putting those pieces together and and making that puzzle better than what you think. And you touched about uh, you touched on the competitiveness of this team as an outlier. I also think you're incredibly rangy, and obviously more so when Max Wedding gets healthy. But you've got guys who are long and, and can can kind of contest the passing lanes, maybe in a way that that could make you very special defensively when all is said and done. 
I think so. I think we've got, you know, I think we've got some athletes that, that can fly around out there, you know, with, with Grant and I think Jake Hoyt did a pretty good job for us last night as a freshman. Um, Josh Sheffield. And we've got some guys that, that can get out there and, and change some things. And we, I think we do have some size when Max comes back. You know, he's not a, I don't think he's a traditional six, seven, just throw him down in the post kind of guy. He's, he's bouncy defensively. He's a shot blocker. Uh, and he's a guy that, so I think defensively, when he gets back, we can really dig into guards out on the perimeter, knowing that we have a, a rim protector on the backside. You know, Ethan Kite does a good job with that. He's he's more of a guy that's going to step in and take a charge. Max is a guy that's going to be more of a, a step in and, and and block a shot and get us going back in transition. So, you know, again, we're missing a couple pieces. We're but we're not making any excuses. The guys that are there right now are working hard, and you know, again, we just got to keep trusting in that process that you mentioned earlier. Are you ready to shoot the schedule maker yet with McClure and Monroe City back to back? No, no. I mean, I, 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 this is, I don't even know if this is uh, no disrespect to either one of those teams. You know, when you get down into the middle of January, that's a, that's the the part where there's going to be the gauntlet again. Right. And I, I like our schedule, and I'd rather I'd rather go into it. And, and we were even talking from a coaching standpoint last night. We got a team going to the Hall of Fame tonight, the soccer team. That, that had a, a, a below 500 record going into postseason, but that, again, that was kind of a blueprint Coach Reese put together. They played they played all the tough teams and got themselves ready for postseason, and I think that's something that that we always try to do is, is try and play, you know, a really really good schedule and, and a tough schedule home and away so that you're battle tested and hopefully that gets you ready for the for what really becomes. That you know the fun part of the season is that the state tournament part of it. You do, and you really have enriched it. It seems like you're playing in every shootout imaginable this year. And I know you kind of like the the travel portion of that and the testing portion of that. Again, to these kids' competitiveness, that that really does pretend a chance to bring out the best in them. I think so. I think I think that you got to be challenged, and and when you look at the schedule, there's no easy night. I can't I can't. I'm looking at it right now, hanging on my wall, and, and, and honestly, I can't tell you like. There's there's a win there's a win there's a win. I mean I think every one of those nights are going to be a challenge and you know we play not only some of the I think our area's best but we play you know going to to Effingham St Anthony that was an invite they they asked us to come down and play uh, in that shootout I think that's a, that's quite an honor Central Catholic when they put together their their shootout they asked us to come over you know the Riverton shootout is, a, is obviously a very very good shootout for one A two A. Um, again, an invite. So there's people out there that recognize, you know, the, the, from a program standpoint, the history of our program that, that we, we try to be competitive and, we, you know, we always want to be playing the best teams. And so they invite us to those. You throw in our shootout, you know, two really tough games and then the, the Quincy High shootout. We've got, you know, a, 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 there's a gauntlet in that, in the middle of that schedule, but the, the guys have to focus every single day at practice. I think that, that, helps us with our competitiveness. Not only I'm trying to take your minutes, but I also know that the teams that we're going to play, it just keeps getting tougher and tougher. And I, I kind of like that schedule. At Max Q, Kevin, what does this best version of Quincy Notre Dame look like? I'll be honest. I, I, I don't know yet. We haven't seen it. We, even through the summer, um, we, we had missing pieces all over the place. You know, And I think a, a big piece that's going to get us going is, is when we get our point guard back, when Jack Dillon comes back. Um, then, then we kind of settle into some different roles and, and kind of the, the vision that, that I have of, of him kind of running the point and that gets granted a chance to be, a, you know, a, a slasher scorer. We've got Sheffield as, as a three point shooter, Nathan Shuddy as a shooter. And then, like I said, that rim protector and, and post guy. Um, 
I'm excited. I'm excited to see that when it when it all kind of comes together, and and I and I hope the guys will uh, will enjoy the style that we're trying to put out there with them. Um, it's an interesting question, and like I said, I I think there's a, a pretty high ceiling with this group, but I, you know until until we actually get them on the floor together. That, that that question kind of just still lays out there. I, I kind of kind of kind of would thought you would have uh, invoked the slasher thing because I do think you have guys like that, but I also think you have a lot of guys who are going to amplify the hustle stat for the hustle stat thing for you in ways that maybe other teams haven't. Guys who have accepted that role and can do certain, I guess, specific job sets that that maybe help you out and and fill in the cracks a little bit as well. Yeah, I think one guy that 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 just kind of comes to, and we talked about it last night in the locker room and after a tough loss, was who's the glue guy? I think every one of the teams that I've coached at, at Quincy Notre Dame, we've had a glue guy. It would be, you know, Ben Welpert. Um, we had, had Wade Willard. Guys that would right. sacrifice their minutes, their time, their scoring for the best of the team. And I think I think Jack Mark just, you know, we might as well just put Elmer's glue right all, all over his <laughs> uniform. I mean, I think he's the guy that, that eventually is going to make this team, you know, kind of grow Around that, around that blue guy, and I think he's a guy that, that does. I was saw it in football. He's a, he's a tremendous leader. He's kind of the, for us right now, he's kind of our silent assassin. I, I, I'd love to get inside that brain a little bit because I think the kid is just constantly analyzing and, and almost you know mechanical from that standpoint of what's going on out here, and he sees it and then processes it and goes. And it's just, I, I think he's got a chance to, to really gel us together with that with that mindset. Well, thank goodness he got his mother's intelligence. That really helps a ton on that front. <laughs> you said that. I, I will I will agree with that. And I'm sure there's a, there's a dad sitting at home right now grinning about that. Yeah, we love Ben. <laughs> hey, by the way, best of luck tonight against Monroe City. Best of luck with your season. Happy holidays to you, Kevin. And always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you again. Sure do appreciate all you do for us, Chris. Well, thank you, my friend. And when we come back, we're going to talk some Liberty Eagle basketball with Greg Altmix. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again, here's Chris Dewar. And welcome back, everybody. We are pleased to be joined by Liberty Eagles head coach Greg Altmix, whose team tonight plays in the third place game of the Saki Turkey Tournament against Route, a game that feels, well, on paper, a lot more competitive and fun than a lot of the championship games we're seeing. And first of all, Greg, I know you got a chance to take a look at Route yesterday. It's a team that has some size. It's a team that has a really athletic point guard. This is a really fun early season test for your squad. It is, and one of the reasons why we always enjoy going over to Pittsfield for their tournament is, uh, you know, it gives us a chance to play some good teams right off the bat and, you know, shows us some of our strengths and exposes some of our weaknesses and gives us a chance to do some work uh, as we get into December. You had a chance to do that early on. Second game in, it's Pace and Seymour already, which I, which I know is a team that a lot of people put as a, you know, sort of a bar on their season. And, and you guys are a team that a lot of people are talking about as being really potentially very good. What you kind of learn from that early loss that you can kind of spin forward into tonight and through the rest of the season, Greg? Well, first for me, uh, I, I have to do a better job of coaching. I did a, a poor job of coaching that night and, uh, I've got to make sure that, you know, I'm prepared and I stay focused as, you know, we move through the season with each game. And, uh, you know, as far as uh, personnel and player-wise, you know, second game we didn't execute very well. And that's something that the good news with what I saw was there wasn't anything uh, that 
you know, is huge or anything that I thought, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to fix this by the end of the season. There are just simple things that, you know, we need to do better. And early in the season, you kind of, uh, you know, you, you hope you don't have those issues, but you know you're probably going to. And uh, so as we get uh, our execution and consistency and some other things ironed out here, we'll be in good shape. I think outside of Winchester West Central, which is, you know, obviously everybody has got kind of circled on their schedule. When we ask people who has the best starting five in Tri-State High School basketball, invariably the question kept coming back to Liberty with all that you've been able to kind of flesh out by biting the bullet and playing young guys the last couple of years. That's been a really fun group. Just how excited are you to see their development, that kind of core five that you've built around? Oh, it's been fantastic. It's, you know, they're, they're great basketball players and even finer young men. And, you know, it's when you're having to take your lumps with young players, it's nice when you can see the resiliency in them, the perseverance and, you know, just the character that they've demonstrated because I'm actually more proud of that than what I am on the basketball court because, you know, it makes my job easier. It makes my job a lot more enjoyable when you're coaching, uh, outstanding young men. It's, it's been a lot of fun seeing their development and it's really been fun because, I mean, we've had, uh, the senior and junior class, uh, but I mean, you know, they took their lumps, but, you know, we're having to rely a lot on the sophomores that had to grow up a lot as freshmen and play last year and give us valuable minutes. And, uh, you know, part of, part of our success this year is going to rest on what we can get from our sophomores. Yeah, you kind of beat me to the punch because I love the fact that you're kind of doing a line change where you're bringing in five fresh bodies, some pretty darn good ones, including, you know, you've got a legitimate rim protector in Devin Clouser who's done a nice job early on. I mean, is that kind of sort of a new vibe? And to be able to do this kind of these two developments kind of coinciding with one another, how much fun is that to coach and kind of see an application long term? Well, it's, it's fun to coach because you have, you look down your bench and you have a lot of players you can play. You know, the, the challenge for me is on any given night, which combination of guys do I need to use? And, uh, you know, when, when you have that many guys that can take the court and give you valuable minutes, because really what one of the things I've learned from these first three games is that, you know, there have been different guys each night off the bench that I thought have played really well which is making my job even more challenging because it's like, okay, well, he played well the first night, but he played well the second night. Okay, so how are we going to do this? And that's, that's why I kind of went back to the, you know, five for five because I thought there were several guys that deserved some minutes. And, you know, one of the easiest ways was, you know, to do that. So going forward, it's just going to be, you know, my job to find a way to find the best possible blend of players to help us have success. You know what your community is like when basketball has a chance to be good, and I know you had to hear about it preseason, Greg, because I know people do have great expectations for you. I know that brings a certain bullseye, but that has to be fun, given the fact that that wasn't the case just very shortly in our our past recent history here. Well, it's always uh, enjoyable to have success on the basketball court, but you know, our, our focus is still, uh, you know, growing fine young men and, you know, trying to teach things on the basketball court that they can carry on forward in their life. And, you know, that uh, that's always at the crux. So whether we're having success or not, you know, I, I'm happy when I, I see guys graduate, move on, have success in their everyday lives. But it is there is a different feel to this season. You know, when you uh, have a talent like we do, and there's no doubt about it, it's, uh, 
you know, going to be, what can we do with that? And, you know, I know we're, we're all excited. And one of the things that, you know, the, the guys, we just want to go out and have fun. We know we're going to give our best every night. And if we do that, um, you know, we'll be happy with, you know, we, you obviously want success at the end of the season, but on any given night during the regular season, you know, hey, let's just give our best and uh, let's just keep improving with each game. Few people do total personhood any better than Greg Altmix. Continued success, good sir. Good luck tonight against a really good route team. and can't wait to watch that game this afternoon. I'm really looking forward to it. It should be an awful lot of fun. It should be. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks, Greg Altmix. And that wraps it up for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket. Again, huge game for the Clark County football team today against Ava. All your highlights of that and all the basketball coming up tonight at KHQA CBS on overtime at 1030. We'll see you then, everybody. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.